Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm no, your you friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... They won't join me. They'll never join me. Kit! <laughs> <laughs> Bria! <laughs> and Flick. Last week, uh, we talked to... I'm going to look at my nut. We talked to Mox, and then we ran away from Mox, and then Bazdira got some hit points taken away from her, and then um, there's things dying, and then we went past a, a grave, and then we went past more graves where things had been crawling out of it, um, and then there was a shadowy thing that was trying to murder just Bria, and she's the only one who saw it, so maybe she's slowly <laughs> going insane. And then uh, we kept going, and then we heard z- maybe zombies coming behind us, but then we're like, you know what? We don't really care about zombies. We're just going to get some sleep. They'll catch us or they won't catch us. And now we have about a half a day's left. Will we end up getting there in time? Will we murder our sister? And how can I insult Flick in this introduction? Let's find out. Wait, you got two more words. Hey, y'all. Yeah, there you go. That's, I, wanted, I want you to know that that's all staying in. That was great. I That was really great. Give a hand, round of applause. Okay. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party traversed the island in search of the ruined Arcanium, the exposed node, their captured Azimar sister, and the Necroman at the center of it all. (laughs) Along the way, they came across two villages, ruined from the earthquakes and devoid of all life. At the second one, they saw evidence of grave robbing, or worse. Our adventurers now find themselves settling down for the night, knowing that tomorrow they should arrive at their destination. What will they find when they get to the ruined Arcanium? Just how powerful is Necroman? And will they regret not burning the bodies they saw lying out in the streets in the first village they came across? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. 100%. I gotta say, my description was pretty close. Your description was pretty great, I have to say. To the point where I'm tempted that in this new year of 2020 that we are in, I'm real tempted to make y'all take turns doing the no. intro. Mm-mm. No, okay. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, I want to do it. down real quick. I want to do it. Okay, okay well, maybe Your turn, next week. we've done two, so you did the third one. Ready? Go. No, we're not doing a third one this week. Maybe <laughs> next week. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Maybe refuge. next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe next week you can do one that will include. Okay. But, but Bria set a high bar. <laughs> panicking and then uh and then uh the thing and the yeah, thing her happened. eyes got real Look, shifty I, it's not often that i regret that this isn't streamed regularly but watching you go through those emotions yeah <laughs> and like panicking and like reaching for her notes flipping mm-hmm. back pages <laughs> my, my page is literally this island it says eastern island quote knolls like a hyena mocks Necroman. Those are my notes. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, man. Mine, I have um, Mox 47. We, you know. The 10 crossed out and a picture of a 10 and uh, trees because I was drawing what we were, where we were staying. Oh, man. Oh, wow. No. Okay. I guess I am no longer surprised why 
my notes are the ones that we refer to. <laughs> yes. I'm Hence you. my surprise at the news of the um, uh, look, earthquake. Look at oh the my detail. <laughs> Love the detail. Yeah. Oh, yes. And if and Lydia had notes, no one would be able to read it, including her. Hey, Bazdira, have you <laughs> taken any true. notes for the last two and a half years? I really have not. I took some notes <laughs> in the temple. Besides that, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants, and I'm totally fine with that. But this is also days, why I'm going to make I'm going to make Lydia play a like cartographer wizard who mm. has to and no one like and the party the rest of the party changes every week so she's her character is the only through line so she has to know all of the things to teach the new party members every That'll week. That'll be a that great thing a to do once we either destroy thing. or rebuild this world and the rest you can have the rest of us die and then that's what Bazira gets reincarnated as. This is our second spin-off series here we go oh man okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay so let's go i'm ready to go yeah right. do we hear uh well, yeah what's going on well so it's time to camp the question that i have now for you though is where are you camping because there ain't no more woods for you to camp in there ain't no more woods um well maybe we should just dig a hole and um <laughs> Be in the ground. We left our kobold behind, which is really sad. Dig a he could have done hole. that for us. I kind of, mm, I kind of, I mean, if we don't have an option, then we don't have an option. We'll just be in the middle of everything and we'll just take watch. Like that's, we have a tent. Is this a hilly, <laughs> is this like a hilly thing or is it like a flat plain? No, there's, there's some hills and stuff. You can't really see too, I mean, it's, you know, maybe half a mile or so visibility before like hills sort of block your vision from the rest of, of whatever's coming up. You know, it's funny. I was so going to make go- it the hills are alive joke but then like the hills are very dead so that's the title yeah, that, of this well, well, yeah it's joke. more like the hills have eyes not yeah what no that was scary i didn't want to go to scary <laughs> we're, uh, we're island like is death undead island. yeah how is it not scary death island that's the name oh. death island okay it's named it's gonna be a oh. shitty name when you all take care of the necromancy though well we'll just then deal with be that reborn then. Island. no but that's why but then it's like legend, you see. Yeah, yeah. Or it actually, feels this really sounds like... Never no, go mind. ahead, Kit. Terrible joke. No, no, no I want to know. It's the really awful spinoff of Love Island. Oh. <laughs> it's funny that you I'm... went there because, Karin, you're the only person that would understand this, I think. I was like, Death Island, this sounds like a really great season of Survivor. <laughs> that too, yes. <laughs> it feels like the spinoff of Love Island that I might watch and enjoy, if I'm not being honest. I'm imagining oh. all of those handsome British people being on Death Island, and what would they do? <laughs> Who knows? Not live very long. Probably or it's, not, it's honestly. Love Island, but with um, morticians. Like, the entire thing is morticians, and that's why it's Death Island. Oh, that sounds like such a good reality. TV show and I would watch it in a heartbeat. Okay. I'm going to pitch um, it to so Netflix. I They'll pick up pick anything. Up, I, yes. I take the tent from Bria and I go <laughs> to the bottom of the hill and I set it up. <laughs> Great. So you get yourselves into a little valley. You set up the tent. Are we give you the same watch order tonight? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Yeah. All right. So you all bed down. Let me Actually, have wisdom perception. Like, do you mind switching me? I'm just paranoid because the last time that I just, I'm afraid to be in like the dark, dark. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just scared. She's coming for me. Bria. Yeah. I'll switch with you. Thank you. I, okay, so I'm going to take first watch. Okay. And here let she me comes. Now have, let me now have everyone's wisdom perception checks, here she please. Comes, she says. 
Here she comes in her cloak and her spindly arms. She's gonna there's, come there's a running woman down in a the black hill cloak towards and you. a black dress, <laughs> skeletal face. You wake up and she just looms over you, silently ah, no, watching. This is scary. None of this is true. Uh, okay, uh, first watch is now Bria. So Bria, what'd you get? Nineteen. Okay, let me just get all of your numbers real quick. Uh, so second watch then is still Bizdira. Yeah. What'd you get? Eight. Okay. Because you're really bad at watches, but uh-huh. none of you know that because so far nothing has tried to attack you off between the hours of th- three and four of your sleep. Uh, Kit, you are watch three. Twenty adjusted. All right, and flick. That's a sixteen. Okay. All right. So Bria, <clears throat> yeah. Despite the fact that uh, you are not now taking watch at the darkest of the dark of night, uh, you still are fairly paranoid for most of the time. You also at this point <laughs> I just pick picture up this on... piece of paper with like all sorts of different like imaginings of what could be under the cloak. <laughs> oh, so what could be under the? Wait, I want to know. Well, no, no, honestly, no. We don't I have time for this. Her is her face is just like a swirl of darkness. It's like a black hole, and then like oh. her spin. You you know, um, uh, Kingdom Hearts, how those little black bodies, those shadow bodies, uh, how their yeah, arms and stuff I remember are, those. That's, it's that, but with a cloak, but then, like, the face is just a black hole, and then when she sees you, she sucks your, like, a, a Death Eater, she just sucks your whole body. Dementor. Dementor. Uh, she sucks your whole body and face into her blackness, and <laughs> I'm telling a lot of stories today. Kit. Um, I was going to say... You started, and then I began imagining one of those creatures from The Way of Kings, the Sanderson book, which is basically the same yes. thing. They're, like, in cloaks, and they have weird little shape faces. Maybe that, I'm I didn't read lie. that, so maybe I, that's where that came from. I'm not gonna lie, my brain sort of went to Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas, but anyway. Well, it's, it's funny, because mine went to the mask that he wears in The Grinch. Well, there you go. So I think we all went different so directions. So this is all of the different drawings that Rhea's drawing, all of these different ideas that we've all said is what she's drawing. I love it. Okay, so you're sketching all of these things, uh, Bria, and uh, that that's going well. I will say you do you hear also the thing that that Flick heard before, which is that there is signs, sounds of of life and activity in the distance. You keep a close ear on it. None of it ever seems to approach you or get any closer. Uh, it's just you know after so long of of almost complete silence, with the exception of you know the noise that your friends and compatriots made, the fact that there is now a drone of activity. Activity in the distance keeps your attention, but nothing particularly untoward happens throughout the night. None of the sounds get closer. Nothing comes upon you, and you wake up Bizdira for her watch. Okay, and I'll give her the sheet of drawings and be like, "Just keep an eye out for any of these things." <laughs> My <laughs> so God, be very confused, and just be like, "Okay, time for bed." And so Bria goes to bed, and apparently, so does Bizdira. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in fact, I think she falls asleep with the drawings on her face. Uh, and in fact, why don't you make me a wisdom saving throw, Bazira? <laughs> Let's have a little fun. What'd you get? Uh, hold on. I got a 16, finally. No, oh, okay. So you wake up, and uh, one of the more horrifying uh, guesses about what's in there is sort of right on top of your face, because uh, the paper is there, and it, it startles you, but you don't sort of, you know, lose your cool about it. <laughs> Just like, ha! Ah! Um, that was an <clears throat> interesting dream. Yeah. No, that's all it was. It but was but I definitely wasn't dreaming, because I was no. definitely on watch. No, that's fine. <laughs> that I uh, shocking no one. You notice nothing in particular uh, throughout the course of your watch. But again, nothing comes after you all, so you're okay. And you wake Cat up. Uh, Kit up. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I didn't. Kit. I really didn't. Kit, Kat, you wake accepted. Kit up. Yeah. 
uh, for for her watch. Kit, what was your number? I'm sorry. 20 adjusted. That's right. Kit, you smell something towards the end of your watch. Now, you've been smelling something this whole time, and the closer you get to your destination, the worse that rot smell is. But this smells a little more like that particular, like, a little bit more like the army that passed you. It It is strong, it is definitely rot, and it, and it sort of comes over you in a wave, somewhat suddenly, to be honest. Oh, I'm going to instinctively, once again, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on our little camp. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, here's a question that for you all. Uh, since you were camping out in the open just in this valley, did you light a fire tonight? I don't think I would have been okay with I, that. I would have yeah, insisted no. not. Okay, that's fine. So, Kit, right towards the end of your watch, you've got minutes before you're meant to go and wake up Flick for his. You hear something... No, I guess you don't. You're out in the open. You're not in the woods this time. So you see something up on the hill in the direction that you all are heading. You see a figure, and it's like maybe half a mile, three quarters of a mile away, walk up on top of the hill and just sort of stand there. And this figure doesn't exactly look like what Bria saw. This figure uh, seems to be wearing some sort of ragged skirt. So you see like little trails of material sort of flapping in the breeze around its waist and its legs and knees. It too, it looks bald, completely hairless as far as you can tell. Long arms with long, sharp fingers that end in what look like claws. And with that 20, just as it as it stands there uh, and a particular breeze sort of kicks up, you can see its skirt breezing to one side. You also see something flap to the side and realize that just like that commander of that phalanx, this thing has a tongue that is long and hanging out and has sort of been blown in the breeze. And all you can really see is its silhouette. So you just see this silhouette of this tongue flap and it just stands there. <laughs> I make that noise very uh-huh. quietly. Uh-huh. The smell that I detect, that's coming from the direction of the hill? Seems to be, yeah. And, like, you can see, like, that one gust of wind off to the side that blew its tongue was, was like, short-lived. For the most part, you are downwind of this thing, and you, you get the sense that you're getting its scent blown towards you. Okay. I am going to try very quietly to wake Flick up, because he's okay. next in line anyways. And I yeah, want- and at this point, he's he's yeah. gotten his full sleep, so you can wake him up without any danger of ruining his rest. Every time yeah. we're like, Flick! <laughs> hey, it would have been you if you hadn't switched, so... Yeah, that's true. Alright, so Flick, uh, Kit comes and wakes you up, and you're kind of like, God damn it again. <laughs> I, yeah, I put my, my finger to my lips so he'll be quiet, and I point to the creepy thing. And you look out, Flick, and you can see that this thing is still there. It has not moved. Its skirt flaps occasionally in the breeze, but otherwise it is standing perfectly still, silhouetted by the dark moonlight, unmoving on the hilltop. I put my hands out and shrug my shoulders like, what are we going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> um, it hasn't moved. I, think, I, I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to peek out and just take a look and see if it is, in fact, standing still or if it has moved at all. It has not moved at all. Kit, you haven't seen it move a bit since it crested the hill. Well, I, I would say um, that... It's still dark right now? We... It is definitely still dark, yeah. Okay. Do you have something, like? Well, I was going to say we we have to kill it just because it's going to go back and report to its superior. Oh. 
that's not what I was going to go with, but sure. Well, what do you want to do? I was going to say, while it's still dark, even though we won't all get the long rest, we should just pack up and get away. <laughs> keep our, keep walking. Okay. If that's, <laughs> if that's what the rest of us want to do. I feel like, yeah, we can wake up... Uh, and Bizdira silently explain the situation. But I mean, I think either that thing will come follow us anyway, and then we'll end up fighting it, um, or we'll get away and won't take damage, which will be better in the long run. Okay. All right, so Bria and Bizdira, you two are gently awoken. Bizdira, it feels like you just went to sleep, and you, as you awaken, you realize it is still dark out, still obviously nighttime, and Kit points up and to I the say, hill. she's here, isn't she? When Kit points her out that you see that it is not in fact her, but something else. Okay, and I ask I'm going to mime out. Let's go. Okay, we'll start packing up. We have to be as quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. Why don't you all make dexterity stealth checks for this little pack up? We get the plus nine to it. Plus ten to ten. whatever you have. Plus nine? That's so specific and odd. It's because mine is a plus nine. Oh, so you, that's right. So you're adding plus 19 to yours. Mm-hmm. Blessed be. Uh, Kit. 29. All right. Bizdira. 35. Holy gods. Bria. 32. And Flick. I am going to... I'm going to use <laughs> an inspiration. Okay. My inspiration, not an inspiration. Okay. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be a 27. Okay. All right. So you all are very quiet. And and how far, where are you going? How far, like, what's happening here? How far are you going? Where, what direction are you going? What's the plan? I think we should keep going in the regular direction and just assume this is a The regular direction is towards this thing. Towards. Yeah, I think we have to go. Let's go around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as around as possible. So if that's over the hill or maybe like around the crest of a hill or something like that. So you all go around as much as you can. It, It takes a ways for you to go and you all are constantly keeping an eye on this thing and it never once moves a muscle until it is well out of sight at you all. The last you spotted it, it still had not moved at all. All right, and so we begin this new day without you all having had the benefit of a long rest. But we got a short rest, right? Yeah. Yeah, you all can have a short rest, and I think, you know, what's that? Everyone got at least four hours of sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely had a short rest. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think it's fine. I think you got a short rest, you can have that. Uh, I don't think you need to make con saves or like have levels of exhaustion because you all did get some sleep. Uh, so I'm not gonna worry too much about it. Uh, just that, you know, spell slots are not regained or whatever, if whatever, whatever. But, um, okay, so we have started a new day though. So that means, uh, that, oh, interesting. Flick, how is that? Tug the tapestry worded. Does it say after a long rest? It does say after a long okay, rest. Okay, so you don't get one today. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but I do need everyone to make constitution saving But he still throws. has his previous one. He never used it. That's true. That's true. And it doesn't say anything about it lasting only 24 hours, so that's true. And Bizdira's is with advantage. Yes, Bizdira's con save is with advantage. So, Bizdira, what did you get? Oh, boy. I got a 10. Ooh, that is enough. Flick. I'm going to use my 10. <laughs> So use that up now, since you're going to have to at some point anyway. Uh, so that gives you at least a 10, so you're fine. Kit? 20 adjusted. You are fine. And Bria? 18. All right, you're all fine. Uh, the the necromancy Such doesn't disappointment. suck. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Fine. Look, Whatever. Look, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm All I wanted was one of you to fail once, just so that we could, like, use the story point of what this... this drain is. I, I don't I don't intend to, like, kill you all with necro drain. That is not my goal here. No. Uh, it might happen, but it's not my goal. The way I'm rolling. I have a question. I may or may not have an answer. Since we're Azamars, do we have resistance to this poison? You don't. 
You don't. I did think about Ew. that, but it's it's more of a yeah. It's a you do not. Yeah. It's not a necrotic damage. It's a, no. It's like a, a yeah. life force. Drain. It's a life drain. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. All right. So you travel, and it takes you probably the two hours that you gained by leaving early are used up by going around in a big arc to avoid this creature, whatever it is. Uh, eventually, after a couple of hours of travel, the sun begins to rise. Uh, the sounds that you all heard, that now you have all at some point heard, of, of movement and, and signs of life and things in the distance, uh, get stronger and stronger as you continue on. And eventually, about midday, you crest a rise and see laid out before you the ruins of a true city. Even Sylphson would have been dwarfed by this city uh, before its destruction. It is it is big. Uh, it is it is bigger than Caradoon was back home. For those of you who, for for Flick who grew up in the in the Snowflake Mountains, uh, definitely bigger than Sylphson was. It it was a big city, and most of it looks like it has been destroyed, probably by the earthquakes. Uh, why don't you all give me wisdom perception checks, please? I will take passives here. Flick? 17. Bria? I rolled a 13, but my passive is 14. Great kit. My passive is 18. And Bizdira? Passive is 12. Okay. You can see that the sounds and signs of life are coming from this ruined city. You see movement all over the place, uh, and I think all of you can tell, because uh, the lowest of those rolls was Bizdira's passive 12, right? So all of you can tell that uh, these creatures do not move like normal people. It is likely that they are all variant, that they are all versions of undead creatures. And you see risen corpses of all shapes and sizes, of all races, of all species. Kit, uh, you, as you look, you sort of uh, are able to pick out that it looks like the city is, is roughly, uh, probably two miles across or so, maybe, maybe a little bit more, uh, which, yes, I realize is not super huge, but like fantasy medieval times, it's huge. Uh, and it's roughly, not a perfect circle, but roughly circular in shape. Uh, and it looks like the city, as far as you can tell, Kit, looks like it's divided up. You see sort of uh, what look like uh, sort of barriers or walls, borders that have been built up that sort of trisect the circle, uh, split it into three areas. Uh, from this distance, at this point in time, you can't sort of tell what is the deal with any of those three districts, uh, but you see that that is the case. You're having a hard time seeing the center of the city from where you are. There's enough ruined buildings that are tall enough and, and whatever. You can't really see the center. Uh, though... It would make sense. Uh, Bria, you feel the, the... Well, all of you with the colonels feel the pull pretty strongly. Uh, the Arcanium is somewhere in this city. Somewhere in the city. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be amazeballs if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews we get on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we receive, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and we haven't read one in a while, so hop on over there and help us out. 
We also, as usual, want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program and a list of creators that we're patronizing are available on the Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Eldritch Foundry is an up-and-coming customizable 3D miniatures company that prints your dream mini in extremely high detail. Listeners of The Last Refuge can support our show and get 10% off your entire order from eldritchfoundry.com by entering code LASTREFUGE, that's L-A-S-T-R-E-F-U-G-E, all one word, at checkout. Okay, short and sweet this week. We're going to have more coming at you in the coming weeks. Now that we're in 2020, we've got some exciting stuff on the burner. But for this moment, that's all we've got. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and happy gaming, y'all. I got nothing else. What are you all doing? <laughs> Kit looked like she was about to say something. So did Bria. We were wrong on both counts, it I seems. I have a question. Yes. Go for no. it, Bizdira. As far as the dead go, right? Uh-huh. Do they, are they skeletons? Do they look like they're rotting? Do they, like, look like the traditional undead? Or do some of them look like they could be more humanoid, more um, natural, just like more alive but just their movements are coming off as unusual yes to all of that frankly uh it's hard to tell from this distance but you know you can pick out things that look like skeletons things that look like fleshed people uh and sort of everything in between kit i think you're the only one who maybe catches sight of these or flick what was your 17 uh so flick and kit you both uh you both can are the ones that see that there also look like there are some incorporeal undead uh, down there, some ghosts or spirits or specters or wraiths or something uh, that you occasionally see floating about the, the ruined streets of this city. And we're not in any type of cover, right? Because there's nothing that's growing around this. I mean, I, I, no, at the moment, no. I'll say if you know if you wanted to, you sort of, you crested this hill and saw this, so you could like back up and like, you know, army crawl to the top of the hill and sort of look over so that you're not just four people standing on a hilltop in full view of the city. Like, that's fine. With our yeah. tongues hanging out. With their tongue. I was yeah. just about um, to say. So, follow-up question. Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood that we could get through the town by pretending to be undead? I, I don't think I can answer that without <laughs> metagaming severely, so. <laughs> Do we know anything much about, like, undead and, and all that. I imagine Flick knew at least a little bit from his days as a cleric. 
Is there anything in particular that you're hoping to... Like how they would sense a, a body, you mean? Right. Sure. Like, is this like a Walking Dead thing where we have to cover ourselves in <laughs> Ooh, gross. the innards of other walkers so that uh. we smell dead? Or can we uh. just kind of, like, do the jerky motions and pretend to, like, walk through Or the can town? they smell our brains? And so... Right. All good questions. Flick, why don't you make me an intelligence religion check to see what you can dredge up from your old religious days, your old clerical days. That's a 21. It might be enough to sort of cover your smell and move shufflingly about for some of the basest, most basic non-intelligent undead, but there do exist, there are versions of undead that retain intelligence and it you've seen at least one of them for sure right which yeah, was the leader of that, that phalanx army mm-hmm. exactly and so if any if you came across any of those intelligent undead they would see through that sort of a disguise almost immediately because they're just people that happen to be undead right like they they woke up one day I, like I will oh, relay I think I'm dead <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm dead damn it shit okay um well do we have uh, any catapults uh, well, oh god, that sounds god. terrifying. Jeez. I can fly, and Kit can fly. Yeah, so can Kit. Like, um, I'm wondering does... if there's anything we can do to, like, scope out these three areas and see if the kernel is stronger in one of the three sections, or if it is just going to be directly center or what. Well, that's what I was going to say. Does it anybody look? Does it look like anybody is specifically standing guard, or are they just moving around doing stuff? It's hard to tell from out here. I mean, there is. Mo- it looks. It, Honestly, if you didn't know that they were undead, it just looks like sort of city life in a ruined city, so it's hard to tell. Is there a building that looks bigger or more prominent or castle than the rest of them? No, not really. Not that you notice from this angle, anyway. I should also be clear that, like, the sections of the of the city that have, like, been trisected by these walls, like, it's not, they're not, like, perfect straight line, like, thirds of the circle, right? Like, the, the borders are a little more, well... <laughs> I was going to say organic, but maybe that's the wrong word in this particular situation. Uh, but they're they're a little messier, right? So, like, there's not clear slices of pie that belong to whatever these sections are, right? It's a little more gerrymandered, if you will. Mm, mm-hmm. Topical. Mm, thanks. Very much. <laughs> um, Kit, how many wild shapes do you have right now? Um, I haven't used any yet today, so two. And we don't have... None of us can do anything with, like, a familiar anything where we can see through the eyes of an animal, right? None of us are wizards. No. I actually think, Kit, you might have beast sense. I, I don't know if it's yeah. pre- prepared. You might have to wait till tomorrow, but I think you do have beast I sense. I do have beast sense. Uh, the trick would be finding a beast to help you with that, but... Right. Right. I mean, yeah, hold on. Kit, when you are in your radiant soul... Do you glow or is it just your you, eyes? You asked this before. We don't glow. <laughs> just eyes. Because you I asked mean, it when I we do. tried to be I... sneaky about it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you do. I but do. Yeah, exactly. I go full on like bright light. I mean, I do. I have conjure animals prepared. I could also go down there and explore if we wanted to. But your your radiant soul only lasts for a minute, right? Yeah. That's okay, maybe we do try to do like a <laughs> perimeter track just to get an idea of which side of it has the strongest pull from the node. And then that's the side that we maybe fly around? Fly around or, I mean, just see if there's a straight up gate. Like, do we see any entryway into the city at this point? Yeah. I mean, it, there doesn't seem to be like a, a super... Uh, uh, defined no wall. 
Right, yeah. I mean, you can maybe see that in parts of the city there used to be, but that all came down with the with the earthquake and whatever built the 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 section walls didn't rebuild the outer walls of the okay. city. That's good to know. What are you thinking, Kit? I don't know. We seem to be in a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. It. You've been in a pickle yeah. since you got plane shifted to the last refuge. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, we could do a border check or a border patrol or whatever we want to call it and kind of go all the way around. It sounds like that's going to take a while because it's so big. There's no wall that we have to climb or get over, so that's not an obstacle. But obviously there's a lot of undead that we have to get past. And I assume the trisectors or whatever each maybe represent like three keys or like whatever is going on. That's just kind of an assumption that I'm making. I'm just spouting out facts at this point just so that we all are, you know, here together. Um, I think uh, if everybody is in agreement, I think the best step forward would be just going around the border. That at least will give us kind of an idea of where to start. It'll kind of guide us if we're kind of just following right. the colonel. I, I kind of picture it like we're following um, or like playing like hot and cold or whatever. Like we're That's 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 exactly what I was going to say. And I, I will also say that, that Priya, if you all do this, uh, you can keep a pretty decent distance from the city and still successfully tell if the the colonel is somewhere more to one side of the edge of the circle somewhere. Okay. Right? If it's in the exact center, you'll feel the exact same the whole time. And if it's not, you will be able to tell a difference. Okay. And then maybe as we're doing it, we kind of keep an eye. Maybe we get a tiny bit closer just to see if we can see any differences. Like if in one of the sections, it's like ghouls and the next section, it's zombies or whatever. Like if we have to, if this is like a garden Rithmala situation where we have to make a decision who to fight, maybe that'll help yeah. us. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it too. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So step one then is to circle the city. Uh, let's see. The city is two miles across and roughly circular, which means the circumference of the city is two pi r. The radius is one. So the circumference of the city is a little over six miles. Uh, so that'll take you, you know, several hours, probably the rest of the day, frankly, since you're going to be staying a little ways out. Uh, so we'll say that that is the rest of your day. And by the end of the day, when the, we start to lose the light, you'll have made a full circuit. How does that sound? That's great. That sounds Shred. about sounds right. Reasonable. Okay. So as you, as you do this and, and occasionally, here's a question. So you said you wanted to get a little closer sometimes. How do you want, like how close and how do you want to handle that? Are you all going in? Is I'm inclined to at least like, like if we can see, closer if uh if we can get a sense of like how bad it is i would happily wild shape for at least two of the sections and get closer and scout out that way so that we don't um attract too many stairs yeah just something really small because yeah, yeah i was no, about to say there's no light oh yeah, yeah 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 no i was gonna do like spider or something yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. I think that's great. Okay, Kit, why don't you give me two wisdom perception checks uh, for those two wild shapes? Well, one of them was good. <laughs> good great. Uh, so we'll say it's the first one. The first one is a 20 adjusted. Okay, and I'll take passive for your other one. Oh, okay, so then 18 for the yeah, other okay. one. Yeah, great. Okay. As you all begin your circle, uh, Bria, you in particular, although any of you and Bizdira and Flick could also do this, but I'll, I'll focus on you right now, uh, with the colonel, as you begin traveling the first, you know, third of the circle or so, the city or so, you don't notice any changes, really, in uh, the location of the colonel. So it doesn't look like it's any closer to you here in this section. Uh, Kit, as you begin to circle and, and take your little foray a little closer into the city, you, you can see that 
there are there truly are even more types of undead here than you first thought. And at least as far as you can tell, at first there are no there's no real rhyme or reason. You see, uh, you know, spectral beings sort of floating through the streets uh, alongside animated skeletons, alongside zombies and uh, you in fact at one point catch sight of what looks like the skeleton of an owl bear uh, walking up and down a street oh owly owly <laughs> all the rest of us are like oh god we don't want to fight this thing and you're like <laughs> uh, in fact this owl bear skeleton looks like it is some sort of experiment because it has two heads two owl bear heads not owly not Owly, or at least not entirely Owly. No, Owly is far, far away. It was definitely not Owly. <laughs> Necro uh, Owly's body man. is far, far away, I should say. Uh, why don't you, will you also make me, no, you don't need to make an insight check for this. You can just notice that as you begin to circle around this area, you do see a lot of fleshed undead, let's say, uh, zombie ghoul type undead in this area, then incorporeal or skeletal undead. You don't have the rest of the city compared to, but you do notice that, like, here, at least, a majority of the creatures seem to be fleshed undead. Anything else in particular that you're looking out for that I can give you info on? Um, I guess that the one thing I would be looking out for is whether there are any particular pathways that seem less um, occupied? Like, is there anywhere where these people seem to be avoiding? At least in this portion of the city, there isn't anything anywhere that they're actively avoiding. Uh, I will say, you notice, you you are able to confirm that the streets are not choked full of creatures, right? Like, it, it would be possible to to go down streets and alleys and, and uh, you know, in theory, it would be possible to sneak around and, and avoid, if not all, contact with the denizens of this city, like, you know, very infiltration style you could probably get through. It's not like there are so many of them around. But you don't notice any, like, sectors or neighborhoods or whatever, at least not from where you are, uh, that are, like, anathema to the undead. Got it. You've been um, using the word anathema a lot lately. Have I? Well, you did it this week and in last week's episode. And oh. a couple months prior to that. And it was the first time I'd ever heard the word anathema. And I've heard it a couple times since then. And it's been <laughs> like, where did this word suddenly come from? <laughs> I'm very confused. Sorry about my tangent. I just... <laughs> no, I like it. it I liked <sighs> it. This is all very tense, so I appreciate a bit of a tangent every now and again. <sighs> It freaks me out. Such a weird word. All right. It is a weird word. Anything else about uh, that you would like to maybe see if I will tell you about this area? I don't see anything alive, right? I don't no. see any creatures, Not in this area. Nothing still. Not in this area, no. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably all I'm looking out for right now. All right. So you all continue on around your circuit. You do another third of the city or so. And is this the third that you're going to... Do your second wild shape on? Or are you going to wait to the last third? Um, I want to ask uh, my friends who are connected to their keys whether they f- whether they feel anything or no. Now you're two-thirds of the way around. They haven't felt anything different, which is beginning to suggest that the key or whatever the kernel is is at the center of the city. Which I- would make sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So then, if we're going to be at the end of the night for the third section, I would say maybe me and Biz can sneak up 
she's been more stealthy than me lately. Um, so one of the two of us can sneak up and get a little bit closer for the third one. Um, okay. And you can do since that'll be darker. Sure. Okay. Works for me. Okay. So uh, this one then, you, you crawl in again. You wild shape again, Kit, and crawl in. And this was your 18, your passive 18, right? Yeah. So a lot of the same, uh, except that the buildings in this section seem darker. The light is somehow a little more muted in this sector. You notice a lot more in this area, a lot more of the undead seem to be uh, skeletal in nature. Not all of them, again, but but somewhat more skeletal in nature. And a lot of them are wearing dark cloaks uh, or black outfits of some sort. Some of the skeletons that you see are sort of wreathed in this blackish purple energy uh, that is very strange to you. Everything here is just slightly darker, shadowier, and a lot of skeletons. You said skeletons. I was like, okay, I'm liking this one. And then you started adding more and more. And I was like, I'm not liking this one. <laughs> no, I think this one is a dan- danger. Will Robinson danger. Like, no. Again, I-, I will remind you that these are sort of what you're seeing from the outside. But remember, they aren't perfect thirds. So uh, what else? You don't, again, you don't notice anywhere that they're particularly avoiding. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, here you do, in fact, see that this area seems to... You you spot a couple of, like, rodents in this area, rats and mice. Not very many, but for whatever reason, they seem to have not been completely eradicated from this area of the city. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Rats and mice. No it, vultures. No vultures, um, no. I will... Before Kit goes in there, I mean, I guess I could solve it on the next one or look at it on the next one, but I think I'm going to ask her to, like, try to see if, like, on the border wall, if anyone's, like, trying to get past it, if they just ignore it. Oh, you mean between sections? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. You have occasionally seen Kit uh, in your your excursions wild-shaped. You've seen things cross through the border. Uh, There are, like, gates or something that they're able to cross through at different points, right? They don't avoid it. It doesn't happen a ton in your brief experience, uh, but it happens. The borders do appear to be sort of nominally guarded, although it doesn't look like they're actively trying to keep the other sectors out of their sector. Okay. I can't help but picture all these undead just shuffling around and, like, bouncing off the wall until they happen to stumble <laughs> through the right <laughs> opening. <laughs> Anything else for this area, Kit? I keep wanting to say quadrant, but it's not in fours, so I can't say mm-hmm. quadrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I notice any, like, carvings or anything on the walls of the buildings? Anything Interesting. like that? Sure. Yeah, I think you do. I think uh, it's hard to make out from what. What are you spidering? Are you what are you what are you doing here? Yeah, I think probably probably spider. I am most okay. comfortable in. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make out exactly what they are from this distance, but you definitely see that almost all of the buildings, or at least the ones that seem to have this sort of dark pall over them, have some runes or something carved around them in this area. All right. Well, if there's nothing else in this area, then you all continue. Continue on your circuit. It's begun to get dark. The day is beginning to ebb. Uh, and I think this is Bria and Bizdira's foray a little closer to see what this area is about. Are we both going to do it, or is it just going to be one of us, Biz? I don't mind. What's your your stealth? Plus six. Oh, I should do it then. You're just rolling better than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if you're rolling like shit, then I'll try. But... I'm not. I'm not rolling like shit. Just every time we do pass without trace, for some reason, you end up with a lot more than me. Well, because when I have a wider safety net, apparently my dice oh. like to work. 
Well, I'll say I'm going no matter what. You can, we can all decide if you want to join or not. I feel like it's I'll a say that since safer. this isn't a, I will say that since this isn't a specific, like you're not hiding from a specific thing. We're not in combat. This is sort of a can you sneak up to an area to look around? We'll we'll make it if the two of you want to go. We'll make it a group stealth check. So okay. one of you needs to succeed okay. reasonably well. To, okay. And then you know Let's the other that. one of you. As long yeah. as as long as the one of you doesn't crit fail, you're you're both gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm gonna give you both bardic inspiration. Thank you. Ah, yeah, nice, good thought. Just very I'm softly. Use my very note, so I don't softly. You each have a d6 that you can, if you feel you need to, add to this stealth check. Okay, great. All right, so roll dexterity stealth checks, you two. Bria? A 27. Very nice. Bizdira? Before you say the number, if you want to add the Bardic Inspiration. No, it's a 16. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, excuse me. All right. So you're able to sort of, a lot of it is like crawling through and like waiting for clouds to pass in front of the moon uh, to, to give you a little even more extra darkness to crawl through and making sure that your cloaks are sort of your hoods of the cloaks are up and everything to, to have you blend in with the shadows as much as possible. You get a little closer and uh, let's see, in this section, this is the only section that, that at least based on Kit's uh, reports of the other two, this section seems somewhat more organized. Uh, it's not as, there are aren't as many creatures roaming about and when you see them roaming about they're almost exclusively not not entirely but like a much higher percentage uh, appear to be either zombies or ghouls of some sort fleshed undead that are wearing armor and weapons uh, and move about somewhat militaristically almost there are definitely no you see no signs of vermin or rodents uh, you do see occasionally others passing through into this section, un- incorporeal skeletons, whatever, but much fewer than Kit reported from the other sections. Any runes or anything on these walls? Uh, will the two of you make me wisdom perception checks, please? That I will add my bardic inspiration to. Okay. Mine's a 17. Okay. And Bizdira? That's going to be a five. <laughs> Okay, Bizdira sees who's there, but that's about all Bizdira sees. Bria, you you notice that, yes, in fact, all of these buildings do have some sort of uh, runes etched around them as well. You also, with a 17... No, you don't. I'll add my bardic inspiration. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that answers that question. Uh, is it the same situation in this section... As far as the walls go. Seems to be, yeah. There's okay. less traffic through them, but it doesn't seem to be because... There's just less traffic through them, yes. Okay. But, but things still pass through. I think that's all I need. I'm thinking that this is not the side we should go through. Well, let's have this conversation when we're back, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. All right, so you all can you all can get back together, uh, go back to the other side of the, of the hill, find a place to make camp, uh, and because it's pretty late now, and have this conversation. My instinct is quadrant number one. Um, actually, can we? I I it's think quadrant, probably but... we're just gonna call them quadrants. There's a tiny little quadrant where old, there's like a pebble in it, and so there's technically four, but one of them oh, that hurts has my brain. Um, I think actually this is a question I'll ask Flick and Kit probably because I probably won't know as much. Um, just if that black and purple energy signifies anything to them. Because my, I like the idea of the skeletons, but I don't know about that energy. I mean, just by f- first, I didn't. I mean, I didn't look at it, but hearing it at first, it sounds like necromantic energy of some sort. But I would, I didn't get a close enough look at it to actually see it. Um. Yeah. Can I do? Can I do a check 
and perhaps I'm doing it in concert with Flick as I uh, describe to him what I saw and try to remember exactly what that ruin looked like. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll let you, one of you can make, uh, you can either both make intelligence arcana checks or one of you can make it with advantage. I will I will say that it's, it's going to be a pretty high DC, uh, but there will be levels of success. My arcana is not very good, so I can okay. help you out if you want me to. Sure, I'll roll with advantage. Uh, Bizdira and Bria, while Kit and Flick are doing this, will you two make wisdom perception checks for me? What'd you get, Kit? A 19. They're definitely necromantic runes, which neither of you has a ton of experience in. It seems as if they are a sort of... How to describe it? Not not exactly a funnel, but they, they seem to be sort of uh, directing the flow of energies more than uh, creating magical energies themselves. There were a couple of runes that Flick in particular recognized the, the basic formations and shapes of, uh, because those, and they stuck out to you just because of the way that they looked, Kit, uh, there were some runes that appear to have something to do with divination on the buildings as well. Very few, uh, particularly compared to the necromantic runes, but there was some divination out there as well. Interesting. Okay. Bria and Bizdira, what were your uh, wisdom perception checks? Bria, let's start with you. Uh, it's a 23. And Bizdira. 19. Nice. Okay, so both of you, while they're, while these two were being nerdy and, and drawing letters and trying to figure out what they mean, uh, doing linguistics study, uh, the two of you hear something coming towards the city. And you look back, now you all took a big wide berth and came around, so so you're, you hear it coming from the direction that you all would have come from if you'd not gone around the creepy figure on the hill, right? Uh, and just as you two look over there, you see cresting the rise, that phalanx of undead warriors led by the creepy one on the horrible mount uh, approaching the city. Which quadrant are they heading for? Uh, they're heading for the militaristic-looking one, which is the one closest to you. But they're not—they're not coming anywhere particularly near to you all. Okay. Yeah, I do think like we'll crouch, like we'll stop the two of them from talking and crouch down. But I think it sure, seems sure. like they're far enough away. We're not going in that one. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's the smartest choice. As as you all watch uh, this this phalanx of undead warriors sort of marches their way into that area of the city, uh, and a little while them? later. I hate you. It wasn't me this time. Make a very make an intelligence check. I'm gonna tell everyone to count. Thirteen. Uh, more than twenty. A lot more. A little Less more. than fifty. Okay. You watch them go into the city, and maybe half an hour after, and we'll if you all are doing anything in the meantime, that's fine. But maybe half an hour after they enter the city, you all see a pulse come from the center of the city, a pulse of green light that shoots straight up from the center of the city and sort of washes its way through the clouds and out across the island. And that is where we are going to end it for this week. No! He did say he wanted a good ladder hanger. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if that pulse of green light is as terrible as all of the players' current faces suggest it might be. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as 
players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kate, Bria, and Falik. Happy gaming, y'all. It looks like we're praying. Dear God, please make me a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Dear, Dear God, God please, please make it so make... we can kill this necroman <laughs> and please kill our sister, maybe. Please make it so we can maybe. kill this necroman so we can fly far, far away from here. <laughs>